Welcome back to Repeat Digital's podcast, The Marketing Download. Today's guest is the very own Ollie Fisher, our managing director. And we're going to be talking about the trials and tribulations of starting a digital marketing agency. Uh, it's been a journey, right? It's four years in. Yes, it's been a one hell of a journey, a fun one, a scary one. Just everything under the sun one. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I know I've known you since university, uh, since athletic society and running around and nights out. And uh, I, I can see that you've come a long way and, and, and I have too. Um, but you studied law at university, which is totally different to where you are now. So um, it's a pretty unconventional start to digital marketing, I'd say. Um, so what drove you to study law? Uh, how did you find your university experience and more importantly, your degree? Oh, that's a long story, but let's give it a go. Um, so I studied law because I didn't know I was going to go to uni until like a week before the deadline for submission. Um, but my A-level tutor, well, sixth form tutor, said that you probably should go to uni just for the experience. Um, so I decided to go. And then I thought, what's well, a cool degree? And law sounds cool. Um, because I think I watched like one of those those suits episodes, and that that seemed pretty cool. Um, so then I went there, and I I didn't really care. So you didn't study law at college? No. Right. Okay. And uh, suits is what made you decide law was, was the right approach. Okay. Well, that's yeah. very different. And and you didn't enjoy it at all. Was there anything? Was there any part of that degree that was interesting? Um. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to reveal that I was a bad student, but I didn't go to many seminars. Okay, um, so yeah. you bit a bit of a lazy student then. Okay. Um, so did you know pretty early on though, and once you discovered that law wasn't for you, did you know pretty early on at that point or whilst you're at university that digital marketing is something you'd like to go into? Oh God, no. You just fell into it, I suppose. I did. I got lucky. Um, I actually went and worked at M&S after, after uni, just in, just in a store, a new opening store. So we stopped all the shelves and all of that kind of stuff. It's pretty boring to be fair. Um, but then, yeah, I got a job back down in Cambridge with an agency called Genie Goals. And that was my start in digital marketing and PPC specifically. And yeah, it just it just was awesome, really. Were you applying for any other professions outside of digital marketing? Was it kind of just cast a wide net and then ended up landing in digital marketing? Or were you very focused on saying, do you know what, I, I want to be in digital marketing? It was not focused at all. No. It was, um, I think I applied for lots of recruitment jobs, which I would be so terrible at because I hate talking to people. <laughs> Why am I on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you're just talking to me and everyone else is listening. Um, so, okay. I mean, were there any mentors that you found? Talking back to Genie Ventures, I suppose. Can you pick out a mentor from that that maybe you looked up to and thought, Do you know what, I aspire to be like them and maybe start an agency or, or did that come later? Um, at Genie, it was, I think it was, it was just so great. Like there wasn't a particular mentor it was just the culture was so amazing. So everyone was amazing. So they could all have been mentors. Um, and it was, I really enjoyed working there. Like, it was sad to actually stop. Um, but I got the opportunity to um, 
go to Lincoln and start up a business with a friend. So I took that with the experience I got from Jeannie. So. Bit of a risk, starting a business with a friend? Oh, God, yeah, it was. It was. Um, well, as you can see, like, I'm no longer in that business. Um, but we're still friends. We're still friends. Um, it wasn't a bad fallout. It was just a different directions. Um, so, yeah, decided to leave and then get, get employed again. And then I realised I didn't want to be employed again. So that didn't last very long. Is that other agency still going? Well, the one I got employed at? No, no, the, oh. one, the, one, <laughs> the, the agency that you had with your friend. Um, yeah, no, well, it's in a different form. In a different form, it sort of like merged into another company, which is like the reason why I had to, well, I didn't have to leave, but I didn't really want to be part of that. And it would be, I would have been diluted, I guess. Um, so yeah, I took, took employment as a safe bet and then that was just boring. I just didn't really, I guess I didn't put the effort in. Um, I probably shouldn't be saying this because they're probably going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, they might do. I don't know. They, I don't know how interested they'd be in this, but um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I did learn stuff there as well. Um, and everyone was great. So yeah, I just think I knew in the first like week or two that I didn't want to be employed and I wanted to try and launch an agency by myself. And luckily it's obviously gone well, as you can see. Well, I suppose when you're launching it a new business and you're launching it by yourself, you've got to have certain qualities, right? You, what sort of qualities did you recognise in yourself, or, or were you looking to develop to help you launch that new business? Um, I am quite lucky to be fair, because obviously in the in the Lincoln business, I launched that with help from my friend. Um, I guess I'll give him a shout out. It's Pete Watson from Distract. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. Went on the went to New Year's with him this year in a masquerade party. It's quite fun. So you've spoken about maybe not being as comfortable talking to people in the past, um, but it's something that's obviously very essential when you're you're one man band and you're looking to to try and find business. So you did a lot of networking in the early days, right? I did. So, and I think the reason why I why it worked for me is because I tried to be different to everyone else. Um, and by that, I mean, I just, I would say weird, but then when you're weird, like people remember you. So I think that's a good thing. And then I'll give you an example. And it's one of the first clients we had was a client that sells pants, um, it's like sloggy pants. They're called just sloggy. Um, and I used to, um, stand up for my 60 seconds and go, we're a great digital marketing agency and we sell lots of pants and everyone used to think it was funny. And I thought it was funny, but it's probably not that funny looking back at it. Um, but people seem to remember that. And then like other people stood up and they just thought like this really dry sort of 60 seconds. And I don't think people remembered that. Yeah. You were the pants guy. Yeah. The pants guy. Um, there was another one that got a bit too rude. I probably shouldn't turn a podcast. How did you get sloggy? Were they your very first client? Were they? Yeah, I think they were. Um, we got those from networking. Um, I think it was a BNI event, um, which I did join, um, just for the first year. I, I think it only lasted ten months actually. Um, I left before the end of the twelve months. Uh, it was just too rigid for me. But 
I can't knock it because it really helped me set up the business. Hey, did uh, you choose Repeat? And were there any other names other than Repeat that you thought that you were going to go with? Okay, so I'm I'm very like analytical and logical, and I thought like it had to be like a .com domain for like SEO benefits or .co.uk, um, and I wanted this to be quite short. And to be fair, like a lot of domains are taken, so it had to be something that sounded pretty good, was short, and had a good like .com or .co.uk. Um, so repeat digital sounded cool. Uh, so that's why we went with that. But another one was, um, it was a bit weird. It was like super duper digital. And I just... Super yeah, duper that digital. that was the other one. But I thought that was a bit too crazy. So I, you, got, so you yeah. got a lot of really weird agency names out there anyway, right? So yeah. I won't name any in particular, but the amount of agencies in the UK, it's just so, such a huge area. Mm. So as the owner of the business... You have to wear a lot of hats, particularly in the early days when the business was you. And then even when you brought on one person, you'd be responsible for any legal side of the business, the accounting, client work and all sorts. I mean, diversifying your skill set must have been challenging. Yeah, yeah. Like I've learned a hell of a lot of in the last four years. Um, I felt quite comfortable, to be honest, doing like this, everything at the start, like. I think my skill sets are pretty decent at like all of like the, the technical stuff. And um, that's where I excel at um, just learning new things and Googling. Googling is such a big thing for me. I've just learned a lot from that and YouTube. Our greatest business partner, Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's something that they don't teach you how to do in schools, which they should because it's so important. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Did you feel you needed to change yourself in any particular way? to suit the business particularly as it grew yes so i'm i'm pretty sound technically but um on a people level oh i struggle i struggle with people yes. um and obviously no, growing no, you're you, great you, oh thank you um but obviously with growing you have to um bring on people really unless you stay sort of like a one man band but then it's hard to grow um so that was probably my biggest challenge i've I've had and I still have, um, but I, I've been told I've got better, so that's good. Well, a hell of a lot better, apparently. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. For and the first role you hired for, I imagine, was your first PPC account manager. No, yes, sort of. It was actually an apprentice. Okay. Um, I think someone sold me on like a networking event to get an apprentice because um, then you can hire them for less money. But obviously you're giving them loads of benefits, like you're starting their career. So it's not all about like saving money. Although it yeah. partly is when you're a small company <sighs> and you've got small expenses. It Unfortunately, is. money is a, is a big part to play here. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're doing well. And, and one of the things I found when I started and when I graduated is people wouldn't necessarily give you a chance and uh, they'd say, oh, you don't have any experience. Well, apprenticeships are a great gateway into a business and to find that experience. So, you know, yeah. at least you, you gave someone that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not always about money, is it? Well, I think with an apprenticeship, you you do it and then you get paid money later on in your career. Yeah, and often yeah. the goal of the apprenticeships anyway is for them to pass their apprenticeship and then 
become a fully fledged employee at a higher level. So, so as you've got bigger, you've had to delegate tasks. And if you felt that delegating is something that was challenging at first, I know there's a lot of ownership of a task to be completed. Um, yes. So delegation, it seems like it would be easy because you're like getting rid of things you don't want to do, but it's not easy because when you first have to do it, like it's your baby and you've done everything and then you're kind of protective over it. But you kind of have to delegate to grow, obviously, because you can't do it all yourself. Um, I had this weird thing, well, I probably still have it, where you don't want to delegate crappy jobs um, because you just feel bad and you feel guilty. But if you're trying to drive a business forward, you probably shouldn't be doing crappy jobs yourself because you've probably got more important priorities. Well, everyone, yeah. I'm sure, has experienced a, a certain degree of crappy jobs that they've done and, and do, and not every job is um, sunshine and rainbows anyway. So, um, yeah, definitely. Okay, so big question now. What is the biggest challenge you faced running Repeat Digital, and how did you overcome it? Oh, bloody hell. I know what it is, but it's a tough one. So it's obviously COVID when it first all kicked off because um, like the business world just went a bit mental. They all thought everything was going to collapse. Um, so us being a marketing agency, everyone, like the first thing they cancelled was their marketing. Um, and we at Repeat Digital were working on like monthly rolling contracts. So people just cancelled pretty much instantaneously. Um, I think we went, we lost like, I think it was like 70 or 60 or 70% of our revenue, um, sort of like overnight. Um, and then obviously we had staff costs to pay and well, just general cost to pay. Um, so that was scary. Um, really scary. And it was, it was horrible because obviously I have to make the decisions and the decisions would negatively affect other people or so I thought at the time. Um, so the way we over, I, well, I overcome it was to make the decisions, to make the hard decisions. Cause if you do that, then you'll be more successful in a, in a way, and you'll learn a lot and you'll, you'll toughen yourself up, so which I have do? done. So I had to, um, make people redundant basically. So we were a team of five, um, and I made three people redundant. Um, it's not as bad as it sounds cause they all got jobs pretty much straight away before the redundancy period even ended. Oh, so <laughs> that was a massive relief. Um, um, yeah, I, I still stalked them on LinkedIn occasionally just to um, check they're doing good. It seems like they are. So <laughs> that's great. I'm happy for them. Um, and then, yeah, I guess moving forward, like to protect ourselves from that, we've started implementing longer, longer contracts. Um, and the thing is, I don't want to jinx anything, but obviously if we survive COVID and to be fair, it was about a, um, a four month bounce back. So four months after like it all went south, like it came back and then it grew even more so. So I think we just keep that in mind. We keep enough cash in the bank to protect ourselves from it happening again. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like we learned a lot and we're ready to chase the face any like, even bigger challenges, but I can't see anything bigger than that happening, but I don't want to Hope, jinx it. Hopefully not, hopefully not. So you're four, four years in now. 
Mm. Change to something a little, little bit more positive. In the four years that you've had the agency, what are the three best things that have happened? Three best things? What? You don't have to say hiring <laughs> me. That's number four, yeah. I suppose. God, I can't say that because then you get a massive ego. Again, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> three um, things that have been the best, the best three things that you, you've experienced running Repeat Digital. Um, I'm probably going to miss things off here, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head. So one of them is moving into this office. Um, it's way more expensive, which I was not obviously too happy about. But then when we moved in, like, oh, it's just so much better. I just, I actually just want to come in now. And before I didn't, cause it was just freezing cold. It was just run down. There was no real hot water. Um, it was just, it just wasn't very pleasant, but now We now it's have like, a dishwasher, so we don't need to, to wash with freezing cold water and boil a kettle and to yes. heat everything up. It's just so and easy. That's yeah. not too bad, but it's so much better here. So two, number, number two. two. Um, oh God. This is controversial, but it is the lessons I learned from COVID. Um, just like, and I'm going through the redundancies, like I learned so much doing that and just, oh God, like I feel like I could face any challenge now after going through that. Um, so I, I'm kind of happy it happened in a way. And I'm obviously, I'm really happy that people didn't really suffer that much. Obviously they probably suffered in the time of it. So did I, um, but like I learned so much and yeah, it's, I, I think like most business owners don't learn that much in like their whole career, but then I obviously I learn it pretty quickly. So the cool. best thing is one of the worst things because yeah. of what you learn. That's good. I like that. And then finally, number three. Um, God's sake! I don't want to say it, but it probably is hiring you, and and probably others as well. <laughs> and it's not just me. We have had some amazing hires at the yeah. moment. We've got Emily, our uh, creative marketing manager, who's mm -hmm. so just over there and watching us intently. Uh, and she's been amazing because mm. we didn't have someone who's dedicated to the creative side of the business and scaling us up. And she's got this different mindset and way of looking at things. And I think we've seen a huge improvement in the way that we market ourselves. We've mm. rebranded. The rebrand's surely got to be one of the great things. Well, I know I, I know you were very attached <laughs> to the old yellow and blue and the the boxy logo, but we've evolved. Yes, it is much better. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Okay, good, good. And if you were to do it all again, if you were to start from day one, what would you do differently? Um, it would get get more help, get more like. It can be external, it can be internal by like a leadership team, but probably external at the start because obviously you can't afford a leadership team. Um, so things like um, getting like a sort of, they're called business coaches, but they're not, I don't really like that term. I just call them like business. I don't know what the term would be. Just consultant. That's the same thing as coach. It's still a good thing. Yeah, yeah we all need a coach. Home. Some yeah. people read books, some people get a mentor and they're a mentor. Yeah, a mentor. Yeah. So we've got one, he's called Ian. Yeah, Ian's been a great help, just having someone external to sort of bounce ideas off. To um, it's it, a lot of it's about like 
wanting to know if your thinking's correct. Well, not correct, but it's the right thing to do. It's mindset, yeah. Yeah, so that that's really valuable. And I'll give a shout out to um, the tab too. So they're called the alternative board. They're just like a board of businesses that business owners go on to um, just chat about business and get support. That was really helpful as well. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just to get more support. So it's it's your sh it's a lot of weight on your shoulders. So you don't want that. You need to try and f figure out ways to get it off. Well, they say being a business owner and a sole business owner is a very lonely place. Yeah, that is true. It's true. Obviously, you don't have any. Um, there's benefits because you don't have any like bickering. We actually we bicker sometimes, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's fun. You yeah. know, we we I think we're very lucky that we've been friends since university, and we I haven't faced any conflicts that we've had, and thought it was a problem. It was just mm -hmm. a natural way of debating a situation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think we're we're very lucky in that sense. So you know, going into business with friends can be difficult, mm -hmm. but I think we. We don't like to argue. We're not combative by nature, and we're both invested in in the success of Repeat Digital. You know, there's no selfish motives necessarily. We want to try and improve everything and everyone. So, uh, I think that's one of the things I love that we as a team have tried to be very, very focused on employee development and trying to make sure that each and every one is is performing to the best that they can and that they come away from repeat digital if they do you know after a few years or whenever it would be and hopefully they leave with fond memories and a lot of lessons learned so yeah. so um just to to wrap it up state of the business repeats doing a lot better than when we had that setback during covid as slightly before my time and um so what are your targets for the business for the next 12 months so we've um obviously we've sat down as a leadership team We've set some pretty lofty targets. Um, so it's the double in revenue. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's a big, it's a big target, but it's, it, we think it's achievable based off past results. We do have to stretch ourselves, but with any good target, you, you've got to do that or you, you just won't achieve much really. Um, and then with a sort of doubling revenue, it's also doubling team and, and bringing on the right team um, and trying to create that culture that's like, people want to be a part of um yeah like i'm excited for the next 12 months i'm nervous but i'm excited and i think it's good to be nervous in a way because like you're not if you're not out of your comfort zone you're not really pushing yourself mm. um so yeah good well uh thank you for being part of the marketing download it's been great to hear your experience i know there's a lot of people out there that will have either started an agency and would be interested to hear on someone else's perspective. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are also thinking of starting their own. So it's useful to hear how it's been and the trials and tribulations. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, please subscribe. And if you're watching from YouTube, please uh, like, send us a like, drop us a comment. Uh, let us know what you want to see next, if there's any uh, particular topics you want us to cover. And uh, we'll see you in, in episode three. Thank you very much. Bye.